No, I know, the... but I was like, I know. I just, I'm a little gun shy after last week. I had to lay on the bed. We had a guest. Look like a whore. Look like a whore. I thought you bed. look. I thought you look fantastic. You yeah. know what? Sometimes I think it's okay for you to whore it up a little bit on the podcast. <laughs> One of us has to give it away. It's fair. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and brand Anna sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 252 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Just an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am brand Anna. With me, as always, find out the rest have been given the victories all these Nia showdowns later. Most awesome. Oh, man. It's just rigged out there. That's really it what it is. It me. is rigged. And I'm, I'm, I'm finally, here's the thing, post-retirement from the podcast, not that that's any time in the future, but I will go on a speaking engagement tour where I, I air our dirty laundry. This is a, this is a WWE style, WWF, who are we kidding? We're going back to the WWF, no WWE style podcast where we just, we script everything. This is like, this is word for word written out. I'm just reading a prompt right now. That's how scripted this bat is. So I want to get back to the WWE, WWF thing. So I did have this building. Okay. Usually we catch up during the week. We'll get into this. You yep. know how balls you have to be as a company? Like in the 80s, it used to be like just up in the air that you could be like World Wildlife Federation. We're just going to take your acronym. And like, yeah, yeah. that was pre like everyone freaking out about like eating less tuna fish and about dolphins and all that noise. But let's get into what's really happening. This is probably the most, we got into it. I didn't know what category to put it in. I was like, maybe we'll put it in inbox and act like someone emailed about it. It uh, doesn't really have a Mapstradamus. Maybe we could have fit it in there. What the fuck is wrong with Arian Foster? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? This I don't is- know, man. It's crazy town. I, there's something to be said for retired running backs. Well, let us, yeah, let us know what's what went down. So, so Arian Foster was on the macro dosing podcast, which I think is his podcast. I mean, don't, hey, audience, I didn't fact just check this at all i don't know i saw a clip on instagram like the rest of us um but it sounds like arian foster on the macro dosing podcast which i think is a barstool entity came on there and basically was like yeah the the nfl is rigged it's it's like a we get scripts at the end at the beginning of the season and we like work out those scripts and we you know that's what like week to week is is like hey this is the script of what's going to happen and uh and and there was a great button on the IG thing where That's one great. of the guys was like, "Well, what what did you get the script in uh, 2008 <laughs> when your career was over?" <laughs> Something like that. It was very funny, but it's just like I don't know, man. It's it's pretty wild. And then obviously Larry Johnson, former Kansas City Chief running back Larry Johnson, was on there talking about a little more conspiracy. You know, uh, it's rigged, numerology, a lot of different stuff. Which actually oh. was inter- interesting enough because I was reading this the other day and Arian Foster commented on Larry Johnson's as if it was like, hey, this is more like apocryphal. Like this is what happens when people like see too many serious connections. I forget the the wiki term that he posted on it, but it's like now is Arian Foster trolling? Like, does he think Larry Johnson went too far to sit there and say NFL is trying to kill running backs and Franco Harris and Ronnie Hillman died in the same vein with numerology? I don't understand this anymore. What is numerology? We're gonna, if this takes a fucking hour to get to the bottom of this Arian Foster quote, like I'll spend the hour, spend the hour doing yeah. that. What is numerology? I don't know. It's a bunch of hippy dippy bullshit is what it is that there's like power and number and numbers have these like things. I did watch. I did go on a tangent of watching Larry Johnson's post. He had two posts. The second one was 61, which is the number of touchdowns he scored and the number of games he played in the NFL. Six plus one equals seven, seven. Apparently, it's not a good number in numerology. Any of our numerology heads that are out there, chime in on this. I've heard yeah, sacred yeah. numbers like two, two hundred twenty-two. Some of this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm a novice. Well, how sacred is an hour of power? We'll figure out sixty minutes from now, guys. We have a jam-packed episode two fifty-two for your eardrums, guys. We're from the headlines. We're going to talk those NFL championship games. Mapstradamus didn't get to it last week. Um, probably a good thing we did fucking get to it because it's a, yeah. 
completely new table right now, but again, we're going to be talking that San Francisco quarterback situation. Two dramatic changes that we have to kind of take off the board. On that. This might be a lot shorter than it would have been last week. It's just like yeah. a little easier to call. Uh, we're going to hit that inbox. Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top Steven Spielberg movies. Bernanda Gambling Corner. NFL prop. We're going to build one in real time. I'm going to hit you with some options, bro. I got um, this little for fun website that I can look and put a prop together. Oh, it's awesome. I said this little for fun website. It's just for fun. Oh. Just ding, ding, ding. Oh, it's the little winkies right there. Dollar. Yeah, the yeah. Mavi Dollar website. Yeah, it's, it's a fictional website. Yeah. It certainly okay. doesn't sound like and dual. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're out. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. I know you're about to ask the question that you always do. But I, did you ever start? Have you ever started the segment and I'm like, I just said a bunch of words that I'm like, I'm not even sure I know what those mean. That's the, the top of our, well, yeah. That's a, you would have think like 252 podcasts later that I still wouldn't need the script, but. As you know, every time you look at the Zoom and I do the top of the show, I'm reading off a page. <laughs> in this case, I said okay, those good. words so many times. I feel better. Uh, they start to sound bonkers. Also, when we used to do this pod earlier, and I would be a prerequisite to be around seven deep when we kicked it off. Plenty of times where I started the sentence and I was like, how the fuck do I get? Our MVP of started a sentence is how good is LaMelo Ball, really? Yes. I mean, that was. That's that's Apex Podcasting. That's what we like to call professional podcasting right there. That's when you get like lost in a car and you turn down a road for the fifth time and you pass that same gas station. You're like, how the fuck did I get back to here? Like each time I started, it felt different. But each time at the end of it, it's just like, if I pass this thing one more fucking time, one more right. time. Is this is this a loop that we're in? I don't understand this. Like that Freddy Cougar movie was stuck in the back of the van. Um, our brother ripped from the headlines championship mm. games. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, AFC NFC championship games were upon us last weekend. We now know who's going to be in Super Bowl fifty-seven. It is one Philadelphia Eagles, the number one seed, and the number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obviously, yeah, we'll do these games in the correct order. Uh, we'll do San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles, 731. Um, San Francisco out of this game pretty early. I think they got uh, uh, going to have 21 7. Uh, Brock Purdy, after what uh, just uh, a really like uh, you don't see him too often in the NFL, like a Cinderella run at the end of the season into a postseason, really make a Shanahan look well. And you thought for a beat, it was just like, what if this quarterback ends up in the Super Bowl? You know, that'd be nuts. Uh, does it happen? Eagles dominate. Did the Eagles dominate this game because they are just a heads and shoulders better team than the 49ers? Or is this just a situation of, we don't have a quarterback. What the fuck are we going to do if we can only throw two passes in the second half? Yeah. I mean, I, I think people, Philadelphia, I actually think is a very good football team. And I don't think that they like, they don't really need to like show all their bells and whistles in this NFC championship game because they knocked out Purdy pretty fucking quickly. And then they knocked out Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson, excuse me, uh, as well too, with a concussion, you know what I mean? So it was like, they dinged up their quarterbacks pretty good. So San Francisco was effectively on their fourth string quarterback. And in the one game away from the super bowl, and even for a minute, had to go like full on. Let's go. What we, I guess we'll just go wildcat. We put the green dot on McCaffrey's helmet or running back and like, fuck it. Let's just do this thing. Like wh what else are we going to do? Cause they even brought Purdy back out after Josh Johnson got hurt. And it was clear. It's like, this dude can't throw the ball. They're calling nothing but runs. So it's like, fuck, what are we going to do in this? It's, it was, uh, it was more disappointing. Like I felt real bad for like the San Francisco 49er fans just because it's like, Hey, like you mentioned, we're on this magical run with this rookie QB and, you know, everything is kind of like, this really kind of like Cinderella story. We keep kind of surviving and advancing. And then one step away from the Super Bowl, Hassan Reddick bends our quarterback's elbow back and Tommy John surgery. And now like, we just like, it's like we were a rocket 
and the fucking asteroid just hit us and just knocked us totally off course. Yeah, they were saying you feel really bad. Um, one of our friends, friend of the podcast, Joe, posted a really funny thing. It was just like the roller coaster ride that was Brock Purdy's and kind of the 49ers season. Right. Uh, but looking at Brock Purdy specifically, and you know, I'm a big proponent of this. Like quarterbacks, we judge quarterbacks a lot more on, we feel like it's them, like good quarterback, bad quarterback, like Brody Croyle, like, um, but Josh <laughs> Rosen, like just a lot of these, like, could end up in a disastrous situation, could end up in a right situation, looking a lot better. And so it just, it seems like that much luck to just be good enough, be confident enough, get in the right system and be able to start at the right time and to have all those things align. If you're not one of these first round guys, because you feel like a first round guy, you know, you're going to at least get your four or five starts, but you know, yeah. some of those for guys, it's just like, it's way too early behind like a whole team. That's a fucking dumpster fire. So you just get kind of lumped in with just the general attitude that a whole team, it just seemed like a good thing for, especially for a guy pick last, where it's just like, what a story of like a, one of those other quarterbacks getting picked super late round. I mean, you can't get picked much later than him. Uh, and now, now, like, I really got to ask, like, are, you know, do we see him get another real run at a starting spot? Cause you see guys that have kind of stepped up to this, that, weren't as like weren't as good but had a little bit of success like matt castle probably like a gardner Minshew. i feel like the sheen came off of that a little bit this year and we're just like oh maybe the position he's at in philadelphia actually you know makes sense and we didn't need like a tennessee to make it run him or whatever it's just it's just funny to see like if he if he has another real spot or is he just the backup san francisco which we'll get to later but it just like mainly do you picture Bro- like brock purdy being like a team tossing the dice on him. Like, uh, I don't know, a Tennessee trading for him, like a New Orleans Saints making a move. Obviously can't now because we have to go into like that depth and I'm like making this way too long. <laughs> you know, it's just, right, I right. Think you know what I'm saying. it's just like, does, does he get another spot or did he kind of like ruin his opportunity? Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting question. I think like if I'm, the 49ers i'm triaging the information and and the first bit that i really need to like figure out because it's it's it is the single domino that will set this all off is the sturdiness of brock purdy's elbow once the surgery comes back and we can get our eyes on him then everything else will fall in line because we've got trey lance under contract we probably already know where he at where he's at in his rehabilitation you know, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much in for for Mastrodamus because I feel like this is more of that. Yeah, subject so yeah, here. we'll we'll start going back to that. Uh, so let's just kind of look at the Eagles right now. Um, they played really right. We haven't seen them really tested. Uh, like maybe we want to be, especially with Hirsch back in there. But his shoulder looked fine. The whole offensive thing looked yeah. fine. That kind of coast played on the second half, but um, yeah, yeah I mean they didn't really, do, they didn't really. I mean, here's the thing: is San Francisco's defense is really fucking good. They're that's a really good tough defense and they hung 31 on them it didn't look the prettiest so it's one of those things that i think like san francisco losing their quarterback kind of like shrouds the game it's like ah it's kind of an ugly win they didn't really have but like that's a really good defense and to to take away the fact that it's like oh well their offense couldn't keep up with them so that's why the defense was constantly in bad positions that defense was really tough man and this this Philly offense is very good. It's I think it's more dangerous than I think a lot of people give or are willing to admit. Yeah, because yeah, we see kind of the unstoppable force move into the immovable object or however that goes. And mm-hmm. it, and you're right. Like I always say, even anything like because I don't think there was like a I get you're running and you're putting all the time, but it's not like San Francisco was you know handed over to Philadelphia in midfield at least when they didn't have to start going for it on fourth like in the fourth quarter. So you think right. that that defense would be able to bear down even more and 21 seven at halftime. When we sell a game about it, you know, they, they still do another 10 31 seems high for the Eagles. We'll talk matchup though, but let's jump over to the AFC side Bengals at the chiefs. So um, let's talk ethics out of the gate. Let's talk about what you're allowed and not allowed to do as an NFL franchise with your business ethics. (laughs) Billy Madison, right? Billy, there you go. Very good. I got you, bro. Uh, do you have a fucking high ankle sprain or not? I don't know, man. He, I'm, I'm very glad you ankle. went. 
I'm glad you went di- di- right into this because I was listening to somebody and it, it was not a sports podcast, but that sentiment got said and it was like a light bulb. It's like, oh, yeah. Are we dealing with, like, are we dealing with it? Sometimes the limp is very pronounced. Sometimes it's not so much. What's going on with this ankle? I really want to know. I mean, it's like, like, does a hyperextension show up? And I'm not saying it's that, but like, I'm trying to think of like, an akin to like an akin flexion or whatever, or just like injury that it doesn't show up on an X-ray and you're just making your best guess. You're like, I think that doesn't look normal. I think that's probably a high ankle sprain or is it like a fucking break where, cause I guess like I was talking, like we were watching the game, the Kansas boys were over and we're talking about it. It's just like, yeah, so it's torn ligaments. So I guess those torn ligaments, cause he got X-rayed it showed up and they reported a high ankle sprain. He didn't look like he had a fucking high ankle sprain in the history of high ankle sprains. We've seen in the amount of time, like, you know, Tony Romo was talking about it. What takes people to come back? Like you say that you can get back in the game. And it like, it reminds me of like rolling an ankle in basketball, you know, like you stay right. on it, you pressure on it. You're able to play that day. You get home, you take your shirt, your shoe off. And then like, it's like your ankle turns to like Goodyear blimp. And you're like, you're hobbling around for like the next three days. Like that makes sense. But it's just the fact there's, no walking boot like we saw him at the podium two days later like just walking up little steps skipping around yeah yeah i know like they didn't even sure. like let's put a ramp up here for like our boys just like fuck it you can step up the steps so it's just like i'm just wondering like my doc maybe we should have a doctor on here on it's just like is it is it high ankle sprain when looking how at about this how i got a theory a- i got a what? theory maybe patrick mahomes in that good of an actor not really buying into the script arian foster <laughs> And he just refuses to do it like Andre the Giant. Like he just exactly he plays along and just throws it. Is like nope, no way. Yeah, that nope, was not going to do it. Yeah, it, it is. It is weird. It's because there was one time where I think he was Patrick Mahomes was scrambling, and seemed like that's what I expected more. Where he was like running backwards and like kind of came up hobbling. That's kind of what I expected him to be like the whole game. But we saw yeah. like one instance in the second half of that. I do wonder, and you know you know we hear all all the time but it's like are they just like shooting them up with like pain medication so it's it's right. not numb but it's also like i'm not feeling it either you know what i mean yeah but i wonder if i mean obviously you had to play this game out so it's not like you can sit in for yeah. chat any and you're just like hey get us to these two weeks but it seems like it seems like you're kicking the can right like and really can do some real damage if you're numbing yeah. it up you know, like have him walk in. And maybe that's more the telltale sign than him get through this football game, which is fucking insane. But we didn't see any like caretaking, any like R and R in that week. That was, you know, he's Wednesday. He's doing those like walkthroughs and run throughs and practice without like the walking boot on. I think like worst case scenario, if it is a high ankle sprain, even if you decide you're going to play, and you're going to get those shots. Like you, I need it. You've got to protect it during the week when you can, when it, there's no consequence to it. And like walking up the steps to a podium seems unnecessary if you're like trying to get your yeah, yeah. healed in three weeks. Yeah, it was it was very confusing. I mean, but I, why don't they just come out yeah. just like Jalen Hurst has a broken arm? Jalen Hurst he got hit by a car. Like Jalen Hurst, his head fall off. We're gonna try to reattach it in time for the football game right. and have the line move by four points and have them game plan for. If it doesn't come back on, don't worry. We, we're going to put Jalen Gardner Minshew's head on him yeah, just Gardner in case. We're really yeah. going to have one of those and things going on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, fuck. I like it it. maybe weird. he's like superhuman, like LeBron, and he's just like I just I, I heal faster than everyone else does. Or is it like now what we saw, where it's just like it is just a case study for these amazing athletes and where's medicines at when it's just you know Adrian Peterson like doors like is ACL. And then he was back within like, like chop time in half on how fast he came back. And like, we had never right. seen that before. And like that. So maybe we don't, we're not kind of really paying attention. We just assume like they have the best medicine. And then something like this happens just like, Oh, the new turnaround time for a high ankle sprain is around 36. Oh, that's hours. interesting. That's, that's interesting. That'd be really great. Whoever, whoever's got the patent on it, you should, you should really start. You really should start putting it out there and, and selling it. Because I I've twisted an ankle coming out of bed, and uh, I could use some of that Patrick Mahomes good juju going. Pat Mahomes was over his high ankle sprain faster than the 
hangover I had from the beers watching that game. Like I <laughs> up and I say, Corona still like if there's a podium in front of me, like the Cronus has me kind of second guessing. Maybe I uh, have to go up the stairs a little bit, but he's just generally up the stairs. Okay, well let's talk about the football game a little bit. Throw that aside. Um, what we saw, I mean, I did like Cincinnati coming into this game. I thought, you know, if there's a way that the Chiefs were going to make a run at this. They needed, uh, we needed to see what that offensive line was. I mean, yeah. the previous game with Buffalo, uh, the snow was a little slick, you know, so that is going to be advantage to the offense because they're the one, you know, using the turf to like leverage themselves through that offensive line. So you could kind of describe that away and just kind of see what this pass rush looked like and look at the Chiefs were able to get out to get after him. So I think it's a little mix of looking a little bit like I called out of that Ravens game plan and the pass rush on burrow but he's stung still hung in there what was the difference between this game that it really looked like the Bengals were in long-term trouble and the previous game we saw this year where the Bengals just were scoring it well well i mean definitely the pass rush and the pass rush early like they had four sacks I think in like halfway through the second quarter, I mean, they were on his shit and really disrupted their game flow. So I think it took them a lot longer to find their rhythm. We start, we saw them obviously catch a rhythm towards the, you know, the, the mid third quarter when they tied it up at, at 13 and then, uh, you know, right into the fourth quarter. And it really felt like, it really felt like that the Bengals had the momentum again, and we're going to possibly, you know, steal that game on the road again against a, a really good Chiefs team. And it really had that feel of it. Um, but, you know, it's like they, you know, penalties, poor mistakes, giving up, you know, a, a terrible, you know, punt return on that drive that ended up. Everyone talks about the penalty by Osai, yeah. but everyone fails to recognize that they gave up 26 yards to fucking you know, on that punt return or something like that. I think it was like 26 yards to sky more. I mean, that was, that was a huge play that put them essentially in the field goal range uh, or even a chance of significant field goal range on that punt return. Um, So like those things kind of all didn't add up to, to, you know, to give them the victory, but you know, they, the fucking chiefs line, Chris, uh, Chris Jones was fucking unbelievable. Carl Loftus was playing well. I mean, this is probably, Frank Clark was there. It's probably, I think, like the best time that I've seen like the Chiefs play as like a unit together. Usually we see Chris Jones a lot, but this is all of them. They were all getting after it. And, you know, Burrow with the happy feet, we've seen him. He gets a little choppy feet. Take a sack. I, yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing is, is I, I do hate that it's like, well, you know, he's four and I guess now 12 when he's been sacked four plus, you know, more times. I'm like, well, Anytime a quarterback's getting sacked that many times, it's probably going to be a pretty low likelihood that they're going to have a winning record in those yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, they're, right? they're playing a great defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They're, he's getting the shit kicked out of them. So this, it's one of those things. quarterback is but... one in 10 when he runs out the back of the end zone. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> and, um, <Right>. checks out. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, I mean, this was, this was much more of a competitive game. Like I said, I really thought that the – the Bengals were going to take it from the chiefs, but the chiefs did just enough to hold on, had just enough defensive stops. I mean, Brian cook, their rookie safety had terrible penalty calls had been getting gotten beat downfield on that Jamar chase bomb comes back and fucking tips the ball up and it gets intercepted for Burroughs second interception. You know, that's the thing too, is I don't think that they, they had a couple T Higgins passes and that one Jamar chase, but they really limited him to anything like really downfield. They, they did a good job, even though they lost uh Snead, their best cornerback, they really didn't help, you know, didn't really have the Bengals give up or, you know, get too many plays uh for, for deep passes or things like that for them. Yeah. They weren't able to get that. So it comes out, they did have, you know, the Bengals had possession of the ball twice in the fourth quarter, like we talked about, able to go down and get that go-ahead score. That's why I'm not clamoring, you know, about the refs up in the, I mean, we saw that repeat of the third nine, which we've talked about on this podcast. Was it last year this time that I was like, I've never seen, I think it was like, I want to say like Titans Raiders or something, but it was 
because I gambled on the game and it was like they ran the play and they're just like, wait, wait, that play didn't count. And everybody. Oh, the- yeah. Remember that? Everybody on the field. Is yes, the- I do. So and then there's like a redo on down here. Was this egregious officiating to you? Obviously, they didn't have control of the game, but was it enough to balance out the games? Or is this something where there might be a case if you're Bengals fans to be like, this is one of those times where you can actually bitch and be like the refs did give them the win. Man, I mean, I just mentioned there's a couple. There's a. T- I hate being that way. Yeah, you do. That's like, why oh. I didn't want to ask you. That's why it has to be insane for me to ask you because you and I are yes. both like, don't start that. This ref shit is like cornball. Like guy yeah. drunk at the bar, like talking about refs. Like right, you're um, you're you're a sixth grader. You're like emotional, and you can't like you have to understand that they're human beings and that they're, you know, they're fucking going to make mistakes. Um, but that, that was, that was fucking egregious. And it was only battled by the fact that Mahomes immediately got sacked, but also they called a defensive holding on that. So already gave them the first down. Like the, that sequence was about as bad, like was, was bad officiating matched with a penalty that felt like, well, what the fuck is going on late in the game? We're trying to compete. We should have gotten him off the field earlier, but you blew the whistle. The guy from, you know, the fucking judge all the way from the far corner comes running out. No one blows their whistles. No one sees anything. It does make you wonder. It's like, well, if fucking one ref is blowing his whistle, shouldn't like a buzzer go off to all the refs or like the head ref? Be like, oh shit, somebody's blowing their whistle. Yeah, blow it. You know what I mean? Like, why are we in this position that's like, oh, we couldn't hear him. Fucking Arrowhead was too too loud. It's like, why does that matter? The fucking refs should don't have headphones. They can't sit there and say like communicate to each other. You know, the fucking players have earbuds. You know, you know, microphones in their fucking helmets. What are we doing? Yeah, so we're like somebody brought up a good point too that it would have taken me like a really long time to figure out because I don't fucking put more mind to refs that need be. But I guess like for these playoff games, right? They pick like it's almost like picking an all-star team. Yeah. So so you have a bunch of guys that aren't playing together when it does kind of feel like you need this a team. You need this cohesive, like officiating squad that knows each other's shit, that know know what a fucking look means, that quickly can check in with each other and know where each other's head's at. And I think that's a really good point. I think we're losing a little bit of that if we're just trying to put out, like, our guys that have the best, like, batting average on right calls. Like, you still need, I mean, especially in these fucking environments, you know, you need guys that are on the same page with each other. We just, we didn't see that. Yeah, and I guess it's also, too, it's like one of those things, it's like there's a difference between, like, you know, the clock can be managed. If the clock wasn't running and the play started, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are we killing the, why are we killing the fucking play? You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, unless it's a la- less. We've seen like the clock didn't start. Like, can you please take seven seconds off the game? Yes. Clock? Like, it doesn't, it's, it's not that it's been done. It's not like no one would have sat there and go, oh, okay, no, no chief fan would have gone. That's fucking bullshit. Had we had, those seven seconds, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it just, it, it would have only mattered at the end of the game. And we we're so deep in the middle of the game. It wouldn't have really mattered. I do think this though, I was telling this to somebody, I was like, we, you know, the NFL isn't doing the refs by any favors by having like archaic means to ref a game. Yeah. You know, the fucking like two sticks in a chain, no communication. That seems like very easy. They have to yell each other. And, you know, then they megaphone it through the stadium. But like, I also think too, because I was watching some old like NFL highlights earlier in the week, and I was like, man, I was like, it, do we think refs are worse now because the television and the number of cameras that we have are so more like so much more? We have better vantage points, like everything's so much crisp and easier to see, and we have the like the ease of watching instant replay and watching several different angles that. Normally before in the past, we had one angle to see. And if like in that Devonte Smith catch right in the beginning, which they on fourth down, the Eagles said, or the ref said that was a catch. We watched the replay and the Eagles quickly hurried up, ran, got a playoff. And it was clearly a drop. We saw it in 1997. We didn't have those great angles. So it was like, well, the refs saw it on the field. They probably know better than that. And we just chalked it up to that. Are the refs just missing the same amount of calls, but now we have better TV. So that's my question. Yeah. It's insane. Like you're sending guys out there to 
there's more of them. They have to cover like a big zone with these athletes that are faster than them that just can like more spry at them. There's so much shit that they have to cover and be out there. And but I feel for them. Like I'm rarely like, I mean, I get pissed when I'm like gamble on shit and, but I'm just like, I, I don't think anybody's intentionally fucking up and they try this shit. Yeah. And I don't know what to do to make it better. I mean, I think you have a great point. Like there is just too much information. Part of the game. And I know there's a cliche thing because you want to get it right. But part of the game used to be like, we can't see it. And it's just like, I guess I'll just take his fucking word for it. Or that was just part of it. It was just like the ref called it. And so now we're just kind of learning like what mom and dad used to lie to us. There's no toothbrush, (laughs) no Santa Claus. You're going to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely, I'm with you too. I feel for these guys because you're right. They don't want to fuck up. They, I think that they want to get it. As far as like, fuck you, they're just like, oh, make a head ref available to actually get like, what's he going to say? He's going to say we fucking missed it. Like, you want an explanation from it? It's just like, uh, that guy can run run like a fucking, you know, a hundred yard dash in like seven fucking seconds. You know, like that guy can jump like through the fucking ceiling. Uh, I'm 56. Like I have <laughs> cholesterol issues. Like, sorry, I didn't whip my head around right. fast enough and catch it for like this backside. It's just like. Right. My neck sore from the pillow I slept <laughs> in the hotel. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I missed that call. It is funny. Call. I do wonder if because of all the scrutiny of the refs, do you think all the scrutiny of the refs are, are forcing refs to dig their heels in? And then in turn, we're seeing like more personal, like basically refs are getting fucking butt hurt and then they're taking it out on guys that are particularly egregious at chewing them out like a Travis Kelsey and Carl Cheffers or whatever, or Bosa who was like, remember uh, Joey Bosa's comments after the, uh, the chargers playoff game, he got uh, fined. He threw a tantrum. Okay. He was like, he's like, you know, those guys are just in the room. Like, ha ha, we got him again. Yeah. And like, do you think refs are just like, well, fuck you. I'm not trying to do that. But now, now that you're being a dickhead, I'm going to be a dickhead back. And we just have this like ever yeah. back and forth. I think like, I'm guessing, I don't know how much you get paid as a ref. I guess you don't want to lose that job. If you have it, like there's like, yeah, it almost seems like a blue wall of silence or something. Like you take it seriously. Like you're here for the. So I actually don't think you do. Cause I feel like that shit would be so traceable. Like all of a sudden, like your batting average would show up and it's just like, Oh, like this guy does call a bunch of shit on it. I really think that it's. Yeah. It's just. It's there's no fucking good solve for it. Like I don't, I don't know what. Here's what we need to do. We need to serve as uh, mediators, maviators. Oh, that's right. Kind of like we have to come in, like like Jim Brown, get the Bloods and the Crips together. Let's just sit there, settle these these two things. Hash NFL refs come here, NFL players come here. One big room. We'll get this figured out. You and I will come out. We'll they'll tie the the red bandana and the blue bandana together. Walk down the street. Here we go, kumbaya yeah. moment. We're into it. Uh, I, I did. So here's what I think the refs do do. Um, I think they take like obviously they're a lot slower to call a play debt. Like they'll extend something out or make the call that is easier to overturn. So I do think we have more reviews because they're just like, just in case. But I think the one thing that they could do is, because I still don't know when you officially call New York and you don't, when it's officially like the upstairs ref being like, I overrule you. Don't even go to, don't even go to that fucking monitor. Don't worry about going to the monitor. Don't, no one hand in the Microsoft surface. Do not go to commercial break. I see it right here. All right. I got it. On with their lives. And then sometimes it's just like, you know, they see it upstairs and they're just like, all right, we're going to let them, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when, yeah. Sometimes it's just like oh, overruled upstairs. They're just like, yeah, that saved a lot of time. You should definitely like. We should do. We should do this more often. All that upstairs, dude, a lot more often. Like he's he's a good hang. Like he just gets stuff. So yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more communication, uh, like that. Besides that, I just get over the belly again. All right. Eagles Chiefs. When, uh. when do we play pod? I guess we'll be doing another one. Another one, yeah, because this one comes out. Another one comes out before. This. So we'll do a Super Bowl picks next week. We'll do it next week. Yes. That's what yes. all all the rage is all the rage is that all the pods are doing that. Because you're you're I've been getting tons of requests. <laughs> MA, what are you gonna do? Brandana, what's it gonna do? What's it at? I know, hitting us up. Just have to listen to one more episode. Then you can call it good. You know, like yep. I heard all the maybe sports podcasts I need to hear. Uh that can't be true. We're just having a good time. Everybody's having a good time, guys. All right. Mabstradamus. Ooh. Ooh. I think it's a magic eight ball. Um, San Francisco quarterback situation. So we almost did this last week when we had Anthony on the pod, but talking comedians and meeting comedian sisters on airplanes. Uh, had us run out a little bit of time to hit this. 
It did. So, it's a good conversation. It works. So the big thing that happened is this is before Purdy went out and before Tom Brady retired. So it had a lot more interesting avenues it can go now, but still going to call it 2023. Oh, and a third thing happened because we had Kyle Shanahan come out and say he can't see a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo is re-signed by the 49ers. So that's three three facts we didn't have. I think we we willed this to happen. It had been such a we did time thing where it could match up. But now, like much like you're betting on a horse race that had five horses and like three of them scratch, it's just like who thinks one of this race? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? What do we we had to, one of those horses we had to put down? One of those went to the big fucking field in the sky. We did. Yeah, it is one of those things where it's it's very it's very funny, but I think not to pat ourselves on the back, but we would have got to this inevitable conclusion where we're at. I, I think we would have officially so have, nailed it. I you might have. I have my official notes. We'll do mine. It's hilarious. <laughs> you what you had. So I said Indy moves up and trades into the Chicago spot. Indy drafts a quarterback, uh, but Indy also signs Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo to run, which Ooh. might be anti-Indy because Indy seems a little like veteran QB fatigued. But I don't know if I put Jimmy in that same spot. He seems to be uh, a little younger than what they've been doing with the Phillip Rivers and the, well, I guess uh, our boy Carson Wentz wasn't that old. Another boy. Okay, but uh, San Francisco, I San Francisco taking Nick Foles as, okay, this was insane. I might have been drinking when I did this. San Francisco signs Nick Foles as a backup because they stick with Brock Purdy. Nick Foles as a backup because Trey Lance goes to Tennessee. Oh, they're moving Trey Lance. They're trading him. Yeah. Now I scratch all of that. No, it's all gone. It's all well, gone. It was, before, before the uh, NFC Championship game, the odds for Trey Lance to be uh, to take the first snap next year was like minus 220. So it was like, or no, uh, for Brock Purdy to take the first snap next year was like minus 220. Ooh. So it looked like Brock Purdy was in the driver's seat odds-wise to at least start the season for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, this begs the great question of like, do you lose your position for injury, right? Because we have a thing where it's like both of them well, kind of are now. Like, does yeah, Trey, did right. Trey Lance ever really have it? Because Trey well, Lance got Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And Jimmy Garoppolo, they they brought him back right twice. Yeah, everyone kind of knew he was going to be the guy. Brock Purdy, the the you know last pick of the draft, sat on the practice field for a little bit. Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy G moves in. Jimmy yeah, G gets question. hurt. Yeah, but I think it's like everyone cancels each other out. It's just like you can't. I agree. I like this injury. So it's just like yeah. Well, we all have it on the resume. So it's just like okay. Well, those all equal. So remove that. Well, truly, it's the, that's the best situation for Kyle Shanahan. He can behind hide behind that. Be like it's a it's a never ending sequence. It just keeps repeating. The computer's going to shut down. So we just have to power power restart this whole thing. Everyone's starting over from scratch. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think there was a – I mean, they definitely – I mean, I, I guess regardless, they would have just gotten rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, it looks like. getting because I, I think, think so. Was- yeah, because he, here's the deal. It's like, well, now you know that Purdy, after, what, six or eight games, can can stand up, can be a legitimate NFL quarterback, or at least at the at the bare minimum, be a good relief pitcher. And you're, yeah. you're pretty much pot committed to uh, Trey Lance – and then you look at their roster with the salaries that they've got. I mean, they only have projected for next year about $8.2 million in cap space. So they they very quickly signed at the end of the preseason Jimmy Garoppolo for like a one-year $6 million gig. I think there was some other bonus stuff on there. So it's like he, he ain't taking less than that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we're only going to like have about $2.5 million bucks to fucking go into free agency like that's not happening we're not doing that we're a young team we we're, we're like anybody else we got a little holes that we need to patch work up so jimmy g sayonara sir we couldn't get anything for trade value last year we were dangling that fucking carrot out all through the summer all through preseason no takers no nibbles on the line go with god find whatever team you want to go find and we're going to stick with these two young bucks and purdy and lance yeah, that's a good point because I that's that's why you're right is because you can't overlook the price tag and it's just like yeah. both guys are still rookies. Both these guys are hungry to prove like their starting spot and you have like 
you have that both. So you kind of had time to figure it out. Like no matter who started, like now it sucks. I mean, if Brock Purdy is out this long, you know, it feels like I don't, it's obviously way too early to call Trey Lance injury prone, but we got to get a third guy in there. Right. Like, yeah, but now, yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right. But now you've got to find like some dude on, on like a veteran minimum, like you mentioned, Nick Foles, not Foles, a terrible I mean, thing. Yeah, exactly. If that's right. <laughs> if that's right, I'll shit. I'll be fucking, what a call that was from the fucking bleachers. Awesome. You nailed that one. <laughs> um, but that's one of those things like you're going to have to find like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, all right, yeah. come in here, two million bucks, be this like qualified backup. But if we, if Brock Purdy comes back faster, we can just cut you and there's no fucking, we don't have to worry about anything. We're just, you, mean, go, we got, you get what you get. Yeah, that's why I kind of like Nick Foles' energy because he has like a chill energy, you know, like he has no like he's like got that henny energy. Like there's no his he got no his ego. Yeah, his his ship is sailed. Like you can't bring like a Jameis Winston in there and it's just like, what's this lunatic gonna do? I'd yeah, like yeah. to see it. I'm not saying I'm out on it, but yeah, I just I don't think I don't think it happened. Um all right, well that's good. That's good. We'll uh try not to be the Where do you think Jimmy G goes though? Where do you think he goes? You like you like the Colts? Um, I think I do because I think even if the Colts do trade up to get uh, that quarterback and that kid from Alabama or Ohio State, I just feel like in this stand, is Indy got a new coach situation? I don't. I just I don't, I don't like. Think, I, don't, I, don't I don't think they think figured it, it out, right? Yeah, I think the the playbooks can be so complicated that it's just like any team right now that is worth its salt is just like we can't assume that we can run our guy out there to compete a rookie quarterback like week one we just can't right. assume that. like it's got it's got to be like the picket situation you know like you had him like in seattle and it's just like all right like three week week three week four when do we think he's getting out there we saw san francisco do it with trey lance like we need to see a little bit more of that and it can't be because i almost put your franchise at uh, an obvious disadvantage because now you're like on a clock and the guy can't develop because he's trying to like cram for a fucking test. And that test happens to be like the rest of his career as a starting quarterback in the NFL. How crazy would it be if Jimmy G signs with Tampa Bay? <laughs> I just for like the, just for like the, the whole Brady following as the heir apparent in Tampa Bay. I mean, it does feel like to me, it, it, it would seem to me that Jimmy G wants to start somewhere, but there's going to be very few teams that I think are going to be trending like positively. Cause I, I don't think he's going to want, you know, he's been in San Francisco. He's been in new England. Like, does he really want to go to, you know, uh, a, a Washington team or a Carolina team, somebody that's not going to be competing, you know what I mean? Go to a Houston Texans team. If they don't, you know, to, to mentor quarterback, that doesn't feel like, he's going to take a big deal to sit or play in a shitty team. I think he would, he's going to take a deal where he can, he can compete and try and win, you know, a title he's gotten, he's sniffed the super bowl and an NFC championship a couple of times. Like, I don't think he's going to want to go fucking middling for, you know, some shit team as a starter. Yeah. You I think that? I yeah. Cause I don't want to overreact on this, but so we know great locker room guy. So, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of shit. Like we don't see him at the, like the microphone all the time, but the words are like teammates always love him. But to be honest, like those, well, shots, how, how could they? He's fucking beautiful. I how did, would you just fall in the abyss of his beautiful little eyes? I did notice it during the NFC championship game and someone else like posted it. It's just like, he was laughing on the sidelines. That's weird to me. That yes. Is I saw that. I did notice that. Didn't you notice why you're watching it? That to me isn't yep. like, I have to win at all costs. And it's not even like winners, like, obsessed winners like it's not about doing a performance for the camera it's just it literally like makes them rageful makes them sick to the stomach and you're there and you're rooting on that third string quarterback out there like brock purdy's like hurt elbow you're not wearing your fucking hat like cracking wise talking about the strange you're gonna hit later that night i don't know so, so he's do... so so you do you think he could go and sit there and be like well yeah i'll go to like dallas as a backup and if Dak gets injured then i'll no, slide no, right I, in. yeah exactly no i don't think so because i think there's enough to- uh teams out there that would take jimmy g in a transition i think jimmy g would be into it and i think there's teams that would take you know um a nine and eight season or like a ten and seven season with jimmy g and let their their number or their first round quarterback sit for a year then there would be like a backup job i think he has that leverage where he could get to 
a fucking New Orleans, where he could yeah. go into Carolina. Well, I mean, I know that's kind of kicking around the same division. Like where um, we don't, you know, we don't know. We don't know who's trading up. We don't know how the Indianapolis situation is going to look. We don't know who's going to land and even like a, a, a like potentially like a Rams, right? With like the the question marks all around there. Maybe they don't have the cap space to do it. I was wow. also thinking about the interesting thing is is obviously with the McDaniel's connection back in New England. Does he go to like does the do the Raiders become a real possibility for him to go? Yeah, he knows right. the system. There is got to do something like, I mean, like yeah. not enough information on that, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like Josh McDaniels would be content with tossing a dice on instead of and going like seven and nine. It seems like you'd be active, you know, in, yeah. this, in this quarterback market to try to grab somebody that at least makes it feel like he can compete. Uh, do, do Mac, do Mac, uh, McDaniels and they had overlap in new England, right? Is that what you just mentioned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Gonna, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just because he, he knows yeah. what, what he's getting with with Garoppolo, you know, and if he thinks he can he can work, might be a, a, you know a, a good signing for them. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I was looking at. Is like I think I think you know Washington, Atlanta, the Raiders, New Orleans, now Tampa Bay becomes like all destinations. I mean, it really is like the dude's got a fucking charm light because it's like all these teams now are like, oh hey, we need a quarterback, and I'm and free. He- He's free agent, right? Yeah, he's free. Yeah. He's just free guy on the just walking. Free out. guy, it's just smiling. I know my phone's gonna ring. It always does. I got an open relationship with the 49ers guys. I might move on. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into the inbox. Um, worst falls. Okay. Grab this. Taking a lot of wipeouts in my life. I once fell down some stairs at a party, but I didn't spill my drink. Tell us a story about your worst fall you've ever had. Uh, my two. My three. What did I tell people on this podcast? How did I tell people I broke my ankle? Was it playing basketball? I tell them like fell off a scooter. Uh, oh, I think you were saving uh, a school bus that it tipped over and was caught on fire. Saving kids. And you try to lift it up and your Just ankle snapped. That. Um, in college, I once fell down like a full flight of stairs. Like It might have been like two flights. It was like really kind of steep and they had ice on them. And it was one of those where it's like you're bouncing enough in real time where you're just like, you can protect your head and you're kind of like, is this ever going to end? Like you're pot committed. And then your first thing as always after a fall is to get up and you're just like, did anybody see? Nobody does. Yeah. And I kind of slip again. But I mean, that's typical ice. I guess maybe like a fall would be, a fall is like always embarrassing. It seems almost instinctual, like when you trip over a sidewalk when you're walking down the street to do that little half jog thing. Yes. Yeah, you, you pop know, like, right up. Yeah, you're just like, ah, like I did. Such a weird cover. Everybody knows what happens, but there is this little like when somebody like somebody is at the grocery store and they like uh they they fell and it's like I went to help them, but then they looked okay. And then my first instinct always is to look away and act like I didn't see them. Cause if they don't want my help, like I don't <laughs> want to get into the embarrassment. I just saw them fall. It's like my knee yeah. always like, if they don't need any help, it's just like look away and act like I didn't see or hear anything just so they can have that kind of, cause he's like that's the quiet the dignity. Yes. That's the consequence of the fall is that stranger only knows you from one thing for the rest of his life. And it's the time you fell over in a canned goods aisle. That's hilarious. Um, I had, I was really thinking about this. My worst fall that I can remember. This is this is a tough one. I was in high school, and I'd been drinking, partying at a, a friend's house. Uh, I think her name was no Britta. I was partying at Britta's house, and so it was a good. It was a good. It was like by my high school, which is like almost maybe two and a half miles away from my house talking to my parents i called them obviously they could tell maybe i was been drinking and i was like i i want to spend the night they're like nope you got to get home they didn't want to admit that i had been drinking so in my it's just summertime ish so in my infinite wisdom i decided to just i'm just gonna run i'm gonna run back to my house i'm gonna go for a good old two and a half mile jog back home and i'm just fucking hauling ass and then eventually uh I had Birkenstocks. So I was like, I got to take these off. They're not working. So now I'm just running barefoot sidewalk next morning, wake up. My feet are raw as fuck. 
just like torn to shreds, just totally torn up. I was like, why, why does it feel like everything I step on is like hot cement? It's like, oh, it's because my I, the second layer of my skin is exposed. But what I what happened was is I was like, I was so close to being home. I was late for curfew. Like there's no chance I was making it home in time for curfew, but I was so close and I was running. And do you know, like when they have telephone poles, but they have the wires that come down and yep. connect in the ground. Well, this normally they have like a yellow plastic cover on it. This one did not. And I was running and I don't know how I did it, but I was running and then it's just like, oh, oh, there are my feet. And I was on the ground and I had like run up like at an angle. Like I had basically like split the, the, the line and somehow then on my, like my next step had, while I'm running, caught it, flipped myself up and over. And I had a big like bruise on the inner side of my thigh. I don't, I couldn't do it in a million years. Did you land was, on? Your on feet? the ground on my back no 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 on my back uh, uh, if i ran on my feet that would have been sick i, I was like hope this someone is, saw I was that like, this is the best world. <laughs> no yeah i would have been like no 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 no. i totally ate shit and fucking yeah. wiped out but it was that was the one where it was like scary because i didn't know what happened and it took me a good like 45 seconds to orient myself to what happened and also be like what took my legs out? You know, like, was it a feral animal? Was it, you know, <laughs> yeah. what was it? Yeah. Am I attacked right now? Like, did I, yeah. over how the world worked? Uh, that's when I forgot about this thing. I hit one of those with a bike that I traded. I traded like a free beer on a snowy night in Lawrence for a bicycle that had no brakes. And I rode, remind me to tell this story. Maybe we'll do like worst bike wrecks or worst like, non-athletic falls Man, let's get a little nia for next time but yeah this is this bike had no brakes it was insane bent a tire walked at home um that's enough of that bike story all right neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye there ain't no good guy there ain't no Top three Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah, buddy. Might be getting old. So I'm 40 years old. Um, we've discussed. Yeah. Right. You were there. I uh, went to see the Fablemans last night. Uh, went to the movie a little late. Went at 7.30, two and a half hour movie. Got mm. to be around nine o'clock. Decided still an hour left in the movie. It's a wrap on this movie. I'm well, done. I I was just like I was just like you know maybe it's like we take uh, on demand two for granted now and it's just like you know if I need to see the rest I'll grab the rest I'll check it out but how to do that but in the spirit of that it was like top Steven Spielberg movies we'll do it see this is this is a real sign of maturity is what it is B because here's the thing is it's like I I hate paying for something and then not feeling like I got the full thing of it like. Like I'll I'll order food I'll eat a burger yeah, and then I'll be like I'm I'm full, I'm I still need to finish this burger though I was full six bites ago, but now see, I'm powering like, through this. So we see, we have a it's a similar attitude towards money, but it's opposite choices. We both respect money's power so much. You respect it where you're just like yeah. I paid. So I'm going to get my dollars worth. I respect it so much. It was just like, I paid for this. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. <laughs> I, can, I can finish this fucking movie. I can walk out in the middle. I can stand on my head. I never have to, I can buy a ticket, rip it up in the streets, never walk in there. I can buy a cheeseburger, throw it on the ground. Like I can buy a cheeseburger, make it a coaster, eat it tomorrow. I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. That's what I went through. Like I, and there's something freedom. I was like, I was just sitting there. I was just like, you don't have to sit here. I was just like, oh shit, that's right. I don't. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. I'm going home. Man, man, what balls. I don't, what a world that must be to live in. Like, cause also too, I'm some way in admitting to myself that I failed in my choices. Like I picked a dumb movie. So now my punishment is to watch a dumb movie. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I kind of like, it's 
you want to make sure you learned your lesson. You're just like, all right, I didn't spend this money well, so I'm going to sit it out. I'm going to sit it out, and that will make me think a little bit longer before Next I next time I choose a movie on a whim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the Fablemans is even about. Not that this is this is for conversation for other times because you cut out sixty five percent the way through it. So I do. Yes, I I, must I not be good. It's well, it's uh, it's up for best picture. We don't of course do a lot it of is. Academy Award coverage here. But yeah, it's like uh, it's supposed to be kind of um, autobiographical for Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Did we just talk about Spielberg movies? Did we talk about it? Like, yeah. uh, like not in an, we didn't do Ania for sure. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we talked about some Spielberg stuff. I only went with movies he directed. I know he's got a long laundry list of productions and this, that. Yeah, and I just went, yeah we all knew what we were talking about. I was just doing yeah. it. What's your three yeah. spots? Number three. Yeah. Talking to the kids about watching this movie. Is it E.T. time? It's not E.T. time. No, 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 no. Talk to them. They saw the trailers. We watched all the trailers of the trilogy for Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Indiana Jones trilogy. Okay. Very excited. They were into Temple of Doom. They liked that. They liked Short Round. They saw the the Crystal Skull one. They're like, this is interesting. I was like, yeah, don't worry about that one. We'll get that. <laughs> we'll matter. get that later. I'm so confused with these trilogies that have been rebooted. It's just like, wait, which Star Wars do I give a shit about? Wait, which Indiana Jones are the good ones? Like, it's going to be so like. Kamish Jr. wanted to watch like Spider-Man and 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 Dr. Mrs. the Kamish had a, a, a bridal shower or a, a baby shower that she was going to. So I was like, all right, well, let's pop on the movie. Pick what it is. It's like. Which Spider-Man did you want to watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? They watch those shows like, oh, this is old. You want to watch the Andrew Garfield, the the new kid, the Tom, whatever his name is. Like, there's too many fucking Spider-Mans. A lot of Spider-Mans. Which, which one did they go to? Into the Spider-Man. With, the cartoon. They, they've already seen that. They watched the, the newest one, the Spider-Man Homecoming. I think because there was a high school dance involved. They're like, yes, that's the one we're watching. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That kind of has all three. What's his name? Tom Tom Holland? Is that right? Tom Holland. Good call. Thanks. Um, okay, well, my number three is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ooh. So this was high. This um this caught me at just the right time, sometime around when my mom was stealing cable in Topeka. You got those little cylinders on the back of your TV, and it was there you remote. go. Maybe it was an HBO free preview thing, but it was just, you know, HBO. Yeah, yeah. Table that in case in case big cable comes for you. Hey. <laughs> We want our 65 bucks. <laughs> a reasonable doubt that it might have been a free preview weekend, which yeah. your head explode when those happen. The Disney Channel oh did preview weekends. Bowsers, <sighs> look out. Live in. Plans canceled. I'm in front of the tube. But I feel like uh, like movies would come on HBO and it would just be, it would almost be, there There would just be like a regular movie that would play like six times a day. Because yep. they didn't have to price everything, or that was cheaper. And then like they kind of sprinkle in some things like at dinner time and prime time. But it was just Indiana Jones, Last Crusade on all the time. Like I just I like the kind of maze aspect of it, like the yep. way it is with just kind of the penitent man, and he kind of gets get through. But Jehovah, uh, Indy, Jehovah starts with an I, J, and then kind of steps on all the mm-hmm. like. I just I really enjoyed that. Yeah, one. that was great. I love the Sean Connery. I love. I always think about the sand on seeing the bridge across like the, you know, that's such yeah. a great, that's, I love it. Then choosing the grail itself. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's a great <laughs> one. It's, but it's, um it's a little too, like for me, Raiders of the Lost Ark was like, I don't know, was just felt like a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more like exhilarating. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you because I Thanks, know brother. I'm the majority here. I know if you sit down and like, what's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Aaron's just like, all right, we'll assume Last Crusade is third. And then, you know, it was like the end of a trilogy. Yeah. Like they're already, you know, they're kind of riding the curtails of Indiana Yeah. So I give it to you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. We're going to have Number some, two. We're going to have some overlaps here. Number two. I think so. I think so. I was running down. I wrote my initial list. Then I was running it down. But I love this movie. I don't know if people love this movie, but I fucking love this movie. Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, catch me if you can. It's my number one. Yeah. yeah. That's funny because I was going to say, like, I think my first note is very rewatchable, underrated Leo performance. Like, For sure. 
chock full with everybody. It's got um, you got Martin Sheen in there, uh, Amy Adams. You have Christopher Walken, who's fantastic. Who's great. It's great. Like there's a story about this movie. It's just like when he sits there uh, at the diner with them, like Christopher Walken just gave Steven Spielberg everything. Like he cried for one take, like he laughed for the other one. He was like serious. And it was just like, that's what acting is. Like you just give them all the, you know, give them all the options there in the editing room and they can tell the story the way they need to. What a hang. What what an awesome dude. Christopher Walken. Nicely done, sir. You're in the Hall of Fame too. Hall of Fame has been suspended until someone can write in and tell us who is the person that we just put in like six episodes ago? <laughs> what did we just do? Someone has to fucking tell me this. Driving we crazy. didn't write it down. Not crazy enough to go back and listen to all the podcasts. That's not what we do. That's your guys' nope. joke. Nope. That's your, yeah, exactly. We know our roles. You know yours. Get on them. Um, my two is almost read this book as a kid, which is a lot. Because I read now a lot now, Most Awesome. You know that. I do. Club, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Your what's mama's up? book club. What up? get those pages read get your pages in but um almost read this book as a kid and it was a hard book but went to a movie and it's just like i you're i don't know if you're number one's et you're like a few years older than me like barely a few years like i was just talking about et today and it's like i'm i think it was a little too young for that to hit but i was the perfect age for jurassic park oh the technology, you know, the mixing the CGI with the real animatronics, like the big T-Rex, the fascination with dinosaurs being like somewhere between like 10 and 12 years old. I mean, that is sweet spot. Like a yeah. little, little scary, little dark. Dress Park at hang. Yeah. Chris Jr. loves all mm-hmm. things Jurassic Park. Very wow. into it. The girls, not so much. They got really turned off when Laura Dern fucking digs through that pile of shit she they're, they're like i'm out this is enough i don't it's even an do that. i get it i get it yeah but uh jurassic park is wow the suspense is great wayne knight you know newman from seinfeld's in that he's fucking fantastic the dinosaurs obviously crush it jeff yeah. goldblum fantastic yeah. really good yeah Sex i love gold. this i love that you love this uh but i mean we're adults now and so i think you know I want to watch a little catch me if you can. It's got great stuff. Great. You know, every time I get something wrong, I always like to say with Dr. Mrs. Commission, I'm like, why didn't I concur? You know, like the doctor that's <laughs> like, I should have concurred. Do you should have concurred. concurred. Do you, you concur? Um, which is great. So I love that. My number one. Yeah. I think, I think this is, I, I'm surprised this didn't make your list in any way, shape or form. I'm going to go for the block. I'll go for the block. Go for the block. I'm I'm losing right now. You are. You're behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, it's not Jurassic Park because you would have mentioned that because you said I didn't. I would have. I, I mean, I'm gonna go all in on this. I don't feel like it is, but I'm going to say chips in the middle. E.T. is E.T. not your number one? No, E.T. is not my number one. Yes. E.T. is not even really on my on my okay. bracket. Okay. I remember watching E.T. as a kid. It was okay. Yeah. I don't think I got like hooked in with like Elliot and E.T. and all that other stuff. It wasn't. I liked it. It wasn't terrible. It just didn't move the needle. No, I'm talking one Mr. Saving Private Ryan. This is a great movie. That's a good point. I should have went with that. We're grownups. I forget. Like, yeah, like, you know, like what never hit with me? Like what never just really kind of stuck and got a little momentum? War movies, bro. I knew. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I don't know war movies. I'm glad I didn't have to make this decision because I would have got our, you think, Podcast listeners, the nomadvers get upset. Us not be able to remember the Hall of Fame. Ooh, when yeah. I start, when I start giving war movies a piece of my mind, look out inbox, look out. Yeah. I'm talking threes to fours of emails just rolling in, pouring in the pressure. <laughs> just right right, if people say cancel culture isn't real. Yes. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> um, all right, that win is for most awesome. All right, guys, we'll finish. Uh, we'll do our. Super Bowl preview next week. We can handle the Brandon and Gamley corner props when we do our picks and everything. We'll build a nice prop for you to follow up and do MVP of the weeks. I am giving mine to he finally retired. I think he did it for good. I think this guy started off very easy to hate, a villain of the league for so long. Did everything right. I mean, maybe had one of the strongest, at least 
my public life's perfect. Look at this little snow globe life I have. And just like, holy shit, this guy didn't need this. Will the hits ever stop coming? Somebody get this guy some avocado ice cream. Uh, time for him to walk away. But he did do, someone pointed out a good thing, which was his goal to do. He left a partnership where he didn't know which was better. And I think he proved at least that there's no way that you can doubt what this guy brought to the game. It's going to be very hard to eclipse him as the best quarterback of all time. My MVP, Tom Brady. Congratulations on the retirement, brother. Hey, you know, Congratulations. I got all fucking summer too. Like just being like, that's a wrap guys. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And it would be I really did... hard to see him come back again. Uh, yes. Please don't do that, Tom. Please don't do that. <laughs> You're going to ruin your legacy if you do that. Um, but no, I did. I actually loved the timing of it. I was like, still NFL season still feels like relevant. And, but you're picking it like free pro bowl in early part of the week. Just well, pulling, I even like, I, I try to grab thunder from like a Super Bowl parade or something. Yeah, that's yep. good. Cool. I, I, I even loved it. It's like, hey, I gave my teary emotional one already before, so I'm cutting right to the chase. <laughs> yeah, I thought that, that is, was great. That is pretty good. It just does that. To me. It's like, you guys saw me on the fucking podium. I'm yeah. out. Guys, it may be sports podcast episode. Oh, I didn't get my oh, I didn't get my MVP. Yeah, shoot it, bro. Sorry, I thought you were yeah, no, that's right. I I would have I gave I was gonna make a thing. I was like, I already gave Tom, I already gave you one MVP for retiring. I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> But I am, and I love you, Tom. So if you hear this, pay attention. I am going to give the MVP, though. I'm going to give it to Arian Foster. I know we talked about the thing. <laughs> Not for the reasons people think that I might be giving to because the litany of hilarious memes that came from I have been laughing my ass off at every single, like, um, like Tom, there's a Tom Brady. There's a meme where he's like, season is like Tom Brady saying, uh, you know, Matt Ryan as he walks in with the Super Bowl like <laughs> script or whatever. Um, there's one with a dog that's like stuck like this, and it's like the dog's like scared and petrified. It's like Mike Vick's dog reading the script in 2007. It's oh fucking unbelievable. They're oh great, they're unbelievable. I've been loving them all, they're fantastic. So, yeah. thank you, Aaron Foster, for shining a little bit of light in this doldrums before the super bowl that's amazing if you had to say episode 252 area foster be grabbing the mvp i wouldn't have guessed it Mm-mm. guys you know where to reach us any mvps you have any apology showdowns you want us to do movies you want us to watch if you know who the fuck that guy was that we added to the actors hall of fame we'll give you what do we see we did mabby out we'll buy you and all your friends like happy hour round of drinks send us the receipt just tell us who it is Thanks for listening, guys. 252. We'll be back next week to our Super Bowl preview. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, welcome to Jurassic Pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.